You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey, everybody. Thank you for so much for listening to The Cooligans. My name is Alexis Guerreros, and I'm sick as shit. And I'm Christian Polanco, and I'm on the phone. But together, we are the Cooligans. This is Jack Harrison from NYCFC, and you're listening to The Cooligans. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Do we sound different? <laughs> we might sound a little different. I might, I, I might sound, uh, you know, uh, you know by, like I'm coming in via satellite. Right. You, you sound far away, and I sound like I have 400 pounds of phlegm in my throat. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, and now you now you you weigh in at a cool eight hundred. <laughs> yeah, just nice even, <laughs> nice even. I actually I might I might hit end call after that one. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. This is uh, Christian Polanco, and I'm Alexis Guerreros. And uh, and yeah, I'm uh, I'm I, I just flew back in from Los Angeles, uh, so I'm I'm away. I'm just at at my own home. But I, it's probably the safest place to be right now. Right, because I am uh, horribly sick. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I can say that I was out doing spots. And there were other comics that are just getting over a cold. But there's something going around the, the comedy scene. And it has uh, fully attacked me. Uh, good, good thing I get no stage time whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, this, I is, <laughs> this is where it benefits you, Christian. Uh, you know? I'm in tip-top shape. <laughs> yeah, your your immune system, not a worry. <laughs> Mine, battling it out. I mean, I host a lot, which sucks, right? When you host, I mean, it's great. I'm not saying it sucks you, to host. You, you might as well make out with six other cops. Yeah, it's essentially what happens, because not only am I using the mic right after they use it, but I shake their hands. I mean, it's yeah. essentially like swapping spit with <laughs> six other comics <laughs> twice a night. And uh, yeah. And let me tell you something. None of them have health care. And they're all yeah. disgusting human beings. Uh, Correct. Correct. Forward thinking, absolutely. Disgusting, one hundred percent. And look, and we're we're no we're no different. Whereas, whereas, you know, we're we're all on just different levels of filthy. Yeah, that's one hundred percent true. <laughs> uh, whereas um, in their their cases, they're like, I have a cold. I think I'm just going to take a Dayquil and go out and do shows. Exactly. Well, you don't feel the symptoms, but guess who does? This guy right here. <laughs> So, yeah, I spent 36 hours sleeping. I physically could not get out of bed yesterday. Like, let me tell you guys how sick I was. My wife made me chicken parm, and I fell asleep while eating it. Oh, my God. Right? You put your face right in the plate. Just, you use the chicken parm as a pillow. I will say this much. My body knew enough to not fall into the chicken parm. <laughs> But that's how sick I, mean, I was that even while eating, my brain was like, my body was like, I'm sorry. I know how important this is for you, Alexis, yeah. but we have to let go. Yeah, this is bad. This is this is like your body, uh, you know, missing, missing your your uh, your soccer game as a little kid. You know, like, right. This is, your, your body really let you down at 100 <laughs> percent. And, uh, I, you know, I, I go to the doctors. No, thank you. Right. I let my own immune system uh, take care of it, which is why I get a cold every five weeks. Uh, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of antibiotics. uh, So here I am uh, handling it on my own. It's becoming it's becoming a little too routine. I I feel like you 
you have you get a cold as much as women menstruate. So. <laughs> maybe maybe this is my period. <laughs> this is your period. <laughs> this is my period. This is me shedding <laughs> shedding my sinuses eggs. I don't know what happens <laughs> in that moment. I got to be honest. <laughs> Um, I've I've stayed but, away from any mention of that my entire life. <laughs> but as even as sick as you were, and even though I was away, we still uh, paid attention to what was going on in the soccer world. And one hundred percent, there's still stuff going on. The MLS isn't you know in their preseason, and their uh, you know what was it the 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 Desert Cup in uh, in Arizona where you know I, I don't really get the why title the preseason like I mean. Sort of every scenario has like a cup. It's a cu- every every you play two games against a team and and boom and yeah, call it a cup. It's like you get but a cup and you get a cup and you get a cup. You know? I don't see the you know uh, making it more flashy than it needs to be. It's just it's just a couple games to get get our legs under us and, and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's going on Champions League, uh, uh, FA Cup. So a couple of things happened while uh, while you know I was away and while you were incapacitated. Right, and I think probably the the one thing uh, probably the top of the list, you know, unless you're really paying close attention to your uh, your favorite club's preseason matches in MLS, I would say probably the one thing that's in full swing that uh, if your club is still a part of doesn't have as much uh, sort of. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Hatred is the word, or or mm-hmm. uh, dire straits is the FA Cup. Can you tell I'm an Arsenal fan? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, This was this was a big. Uh, you know, most FA Cup matches, most people don't really pay too much attention to outside of like that local team that's playing that like big monster club. But there was or yeah, or there is something to be said about the magic of the cup, right? There- there is, but but there was something because of sort of Arsenal's recent struggles. I think people thought like th- this was like a a, a a wounded deer that was ready to be like that, that could be killed by like a a, a weaker animal. So right. this Ar- <laughs> this Arsenal Sutton game, which was played in what looked like uh, you know a high school uh, soccer field, you know what I mean? I mean right. Yeah. There was like fifteen hundred people. Apparently, in some community pitch that uh i I think like you know the under sixes were playing at (laughs) yeah just prior (laughs) uh but it was it it was pretty cool and there was a big uh uh, a lot of stories behind it you know the 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 fat goalkeeper love him uh, legend uh, oh of course (laughs) of course uh uh uh, you know a soccer player to relate to the Uh, the me of soccer (laughs) I mean, even to, what, in like the 83rd minute, uh, the backup keeper, he was, uh, I think his name is Wayne Shaw, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he was eating like a, a sandwich or No, a he burger. ate a pie. Well, did you he hear that he had to resign? He had to resign. Why? Because of heart disease? No, not at all. And uh, we're not going to be fat shaming backup goalkeepers <laughs> on this podcast. If there's one thing I will not allow to happen. I had to get a couple in there. Not from the skinny mini of the podcast. <laughs> I will not let that happen. No, he had to resign because apparently uh, the company that sponsors their shirt, uh, Sunbet, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, put uh, a joke out saying that they would allow, you know, for prop bets that they would allow an eight to one bet that he was going to eat a pie live on air during the game. Oh, so that's, so he went ahead. Yeah. So he went ahead and did it. So the, they're, they're suggesting that maybe he was aware of that, which he did admit he was aware of it and that he had placed a bet secretly on that. 
and that he Whoa. decided to go ahead and eat it. So I got to admit, I, I barely pay attention to this match. I kept falling in and out of sleep. Um, and most people who probably wanted to watch that match kept falling in and out of sleep. Um, happy to see that we won 2-0. Um, I don't think it was our best showing as an arsenal, but uh, you know, you're watching it. Later on, did I see that highlight of him eating a pie? And I thought, what a great, what a great story. You know, that, that I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you, you look at this and say, this is their one moment, their one shining moment. This guy didn't make it about himself, but, you know, they've been making fun of him for being big and overage and overweight uh, for, you know, his position. And here he is eating a pie, just like a nice, simple moment. And now, you know, they're saying it's like a great shame on the club. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Great shame. And that he had to, he had to resign and he won't wow. even, yeah, he won't be there for, you know, uh, you know, for the rest of the, or whatever, you know, for the, for their next match, he's now just not a part of the club. And what, what a real shame. That is a shame. I didn't know Wayne Shaw was the Pete Rose of, uh, <laughs> English soccer. Of the P, <laughs> the Pete Rose now <laughs> old and overweight. That's a, that's a bummer. That's a bummer because he's uh, obviously it's, it's like a, it's a cool story. Uh, but now we have to wonder if the match is fixed and Arsenal uh, probably may, you know, they probably wouldn't have won if somebody wasn't betting on the game. That's, I mean, I'm just throwing that theory out there, uh, but who knows? I'm telling you this much. If they get an inquiry into match fixing because somebody <laughs> ate a pie, I think this will be the greatest soccer story of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly one I'll be paying attention to. Just an FA like tribunal. <laughs> with, uh, introduce. Uh, the pie is evidence. <laughs> yeah, the pie <laughs> tasted around the world. <laughs> um, I I did watch the match, uh, and it was um, I, obviously everyone. I, I, I think everyone. Uh, I, I had heard that all of the players on Sutton United. Uh, uh, is that the team, team Sutton United? I don't remember. It's, it's Sutton Town. Sutton Town. Uh, they were uh, all fans of Arsenal. Like I could, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they all had like Ozil jerseys under their under their own jerseys. Uh, but they were uh, like all, a lot of them were. Uh, they had day jobs. It's just all dudes with. Yeah, they're non-league. Uh, they're non-league, so it's just it's, just it's like Cooligans FC playing against NYCFC, <laughs> you know, in the U.S. Open Cup. We'll get there. I mean, we'll I, we already have a better record than NYCFC in the U.S. Open Cup, so we have a real chance. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> Well, I mean, that you know, look, at the end of the day, these are, I mean, here's the thing. I'm sure once the whistle starts, you want to beat them. You know, you don't want to lose even if it's to your favorite club. It just, you know, who cares? Of course, of course. You know, I as much as I love certain comics, if I'm on the same lineup with them, if I ever get the chance to be on the same lineup as, as you know, Brian Regan, I want to make sure I'm funnier than him. Look, I'm not saying it's going to happen, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a healthy, healthy uh, competition. You know? Right. That's uh, that's what I want. So I'm hopefully they come at it the same way, you know, and I think this just tarnishes Arsenal's win. I think what I think one of the things that comes out of Arsenal's win is things like Lucas Perez once again showing his class and not getting a chance to start. And, you know, the way I look at this, if you're for those of you who are Arsenal fans and even if you're not, if you're enjoying watching this Arsene Banger out you know, sort of saga that has uh, unfolded over the last 20 years. Uh, if you're watching this, you know, for all the arson banger outs and everyone's saying this is pretty much his, this is it. If he wins the FA Cup, you know, what say you now? <laughs> think about it. Imagine he, because think about it. He's got, what does he have? He has uh, Sutton, Lincoln Imps, 
if they win or they move forward, they played Lincoln, which is what a fifth tier team, another another uh, another non league team. You know, or, or definitely lower league. I don't know what. I don't I th- know where they. Play. No, I think they're also non league. So I mean, this is the easy path to to the final. I mean, certainly look easy in the sense they beat Burnley. Okay, that's not necessary. I wouldn't say easy. I mean, they you know they're clearly well organized, and uh, you know again, you know you look at these players who may not be consistent enough to be a high level. Some of them have a lot of skill. You know, were trained by Premier League uh, clubs or or high end clubs, so they have some skill. But yeah, you're right. You know, Kurt. There there was one. Uh, there was that scary moment. I I don't know who. Uh, what player it was? I wish I could remember, but he hit the crossbar uh, from Sutton. Uh, it was a great uh, shot, and look, they 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 put up a, a, a real fight, and they were, I don't know, they, they weren't getting pushed around. I I think that that was the thing that I I I think, you know, I, I don't really watch Premier League clubs play against non-league clubs very often. It ha- I I've not seen it much, and the the biggest difference. I, was, I felt bad for some of the the Sutton uh, uh, wingbacks because having to cover Theo Walcott and and Alex Oxley Chamberlain that's who ridiculous are, who are track athletes. I mean, they look, <laughs> yeah, it, it looked like Usain Bolt. I was about to like, say that's like covering Usain Bolt and Usain <laughs> Bolt. You know, <laughs> it was ridiculous, and I felt so, I felt so bad. Uh, and I'm I'm impressed that they only lost to nothing because and how great would it have been and also very sad would it have been if uh, if Sutton would have scored one but I it was a it would have been a cool moment uh, just to to witness uh, but even after the match they did like the you know like the the NCAA Final Four college basketball just running on running on the pitch every single person there there was there was not enough security that could be hired to stop like 2000 people from rushing onto the field. And everybody was basically uh, trying to uh, get an autograph or a picture with uh, any Arsenal player. Yeah. And of of course that's what you do. Why wouldn't you do that in that moment? And uh, you know, look, it's, this is part of what's exciting about the cup. It kind of, it kind of reminded me uh, of us at at the, at the MLS final. So (laughs) running onto the pitch. Yeah. I mean, just, Did anyone did anyone yell Fidel died in Spanish? Because if so, that's exactly like us at the MLS Cup. Uh, watch the video that we posted a few weeks back if you want to have any reference to that. Uh, it was uh, it's it's fun to watch, and you know when when they do break down these like you know like Lincoln uh, like Lincoln beating uh, you know uh, beating Burnley. You know it's it's terrible for Burnley. You know I remember back when uh, you know Brentford City beat. Uh, Arsenal, it's uh, these things, they sting and they're a great way, you know, banter for whoever your biggest rivals are. Um, but they're great for those clubs. You know, it's a great moment for those clubs. And that's why you have this competition. And, and to be honest, it's why I look at the U.S. Open Cup and hope that it gets uh, bigger and better every year. Um, and, and I look for, you know, the lower league, uh, clubs to get better stadiums, even if they're small, um, you know, uh, or, you know, sort of not makeshift, but they don't have to be these grand, you know, not everyone needs to be an MLS, right? Uh, everyone, everyone could get, you know, like some of these smaller clubs, like, you know, what is it? The river hounds have a great little stadium over there. And, uh, that's a great, that's a great one to go out there and play. Um, things like that, you know, not everyone has to be in these, you know, in even college football stadiums. It doesn't have to be. 
You know, uh, some of these small local clubs can have great little stadiums on their own. And, uh, you know, you get to play some of these games and hopefully U.S. Open Cup picks up steam and we get to see some of these same matches here. Yeah, it'd be cool to have like that, that, that those those uh, giant kind of upsets that that attract some uh, media attention because that's the U.S. Open Cup is hardly ever mentioned in any kind of sports coverage at all. Ever. Uh, yeah, it's. Really, I mean, the games are difficult to to find. They're difficult to even know when they are scheduled. Uh, it's a little frustrating. But like, obviously, FC Dallas won uh, the U.S. Open Cup last season, and uh, I, I I think the semifinal and the final were the ones that were the most kind of publicized. But outside of that, there was basically nothing. Yeah, I think other than when Cal FC, which was Eric Winalda's club which made a surprising run. They were also, uh, you know, a non-professional club. These were, you know, construction workers and waiters. And uh, Eric Winalda took control of the team and got them pretty far. And I think uh, they played one match in old Chicago Fire uh, jerseys. I think they were donated by Chicago Fire. So they were wearing, like, black shorts with Chicago Fire tops. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, and then, you know, he played with a sweeper. I think he lost to... Uh, Kansas City or Portland, if I'm not mistaken, but that was tev- televised because that was like the like American version of Magic of the Cup is this lower le- level club going all the way. But I think up until last year, the actual Twitter for it was just some guy who cared about it. You know, like he yeah. just he tweeted about it so much that so many people were following him, thinking it was the real U.S. Open <laughs> Cup that they were just like, all right, we'll just make you the U.S. Open Cup guy. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Which just goes well, to show, like everything in in soccer in the U.S., if the fans love it enough, they'll make it happen. Which is thank you for listening to Cooligans. <laughs> well, now that makes me uh, optimistic. Like it's not, especially in in the American soccer sort of spectrum right now, it is not impossible for Cooligans FC, a team of comedians, uh, to to I don't know. Can you apply? Can you how did, can we form a, a, a real squad and the, to be able to enter the U.S. Open Cup? Like what? I mean, what, what's the paperwork that we got to do? I can tell you this right now. Whatever it is, you're going to be denied. <laughs> <laughs> expect well, expect a hefty no. <laughs> I I uh, I don't know. They may. I don't think they saw me play uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, I, uh, I so I went. So I was in Los Angeles, and I got to uh, I got to meet up with. Uh, Elvis, Elvis Romero, who runs on the Valley Apparel, you've heard him. Uh, you've heard uh, us talk about uh, this clothing line that uh, you know they just make awesome, comfortable soccer-inspired clothing. And one of uh, our day I, ones. Uh, one of our day ones, man. Always been uh, supportive, and uh, and I finally got to meet him. We got to meet him in person. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's in uh, in L.A. in California. You know, supports uh, the Galaxy, but he's uh, he's a big fan of. Uh, of, of growing the game he's like it, it was cool to talk to someone who's as interested in growing the american soccer game as we are you know he's a big american outlaws uh guy and and, and he goes to a lot of games as well uh, u.s games and it was uh, it was cool to 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 have that conversation uh you know on the other side of the country because uh it was you know we we i got to play in one of uh the on the volley apparel games at, at this uh at this field in pomona california which was uh it's called goals it's called goals pomona and 
I, yeah, Alexis, you've talked about this a bunch about having like that. If you if you were the mayor of the city, you would build a bunch of five side cages all yeah. over New York City. And this is exactly what this place was. It was so cool. It was uh, uh, just gorgeous fields. You can see it on our Instagram stories. I posted a couple of them. Uh, I'm going to post a couple of pictures. But the whole the 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 fields are just absolutely beautiful. Uh, the whole complex was great. They have uh, 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 they, I think they had about seven or eight fields in in like I don't know. It seemed like maybe less half a city block or something like that. Uh, but it was great, and uh, I got to play with a lot of people there, and they were uh, so so much better than me. And uh, that was the thing <laughs> that I, was, I was most afraid of. Uh, there was some. So now you hate them. I hate them. They're my sworn enemy. <laughs> On the Volley Apparel is no longer a sponsor with us. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing I can do. So after listen up for our next sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> after suffering such embarrassment, how could how could we work? Uh, uh, no, but uh, it was cool. I'm glad uh, uh, I, I got the invitation and uh, I got to play a little bit. I, it was, and it was great. And I had never played. I never even played in a five aside cage. And it was actually uh, the the thing I was I had to adjust to was like. The, the ball bouncing off the wall. Yeah. I mean, it really uh, makes you focus on your footwork. Exactly. And that's, uh, and that's the thing where that's my weakest uh, thing. That's <laughs> you and that's me both. Noticed. You and me yeah. both, buddy. Um, but it was cool. It was cool. The, the, it was but you know why I like it so much? Why? A lot less running. Oh yeah. That is important to you. That is so important to me. <laughs> I, in fact, if anything, I would say it's almost essential to my success. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> That's a good uh, strategy. And, and and the fact that you stay committed to it year after year is really what's most impressive. You know, I will say it's difficult, uh, but in the end, <laughs> it pays for itself. <laughs> um, so that was cool. I'm glad I, I got to see uh, some of the, you know, there are passionate uh, soccer fans that, uh, and, and Elvis said one thing that really uh, stuck with me about how, you know, people complain <laughs> He was yeah. like, don't ever come back here again. <laughs> that really stuck with you. <laughs> but he said that, you know, people complain about um, the, the American soccer culture and like, oh, people don't go to games and nobody supports it. So it's like it, the people who complain are also the people who do not support it. So it, it's very hypocritical to be one of those people, to, to, to complain that the game is not as, as exciting. The fanfare is not, it's not the same as it is in Europe. But you're also not doing anything to contribute to it. 100%. Yeah. 100%, which is exactly why you and I do what we're doing. Because exactly. if we said, you know what? There is no entertaining, fun to listen to content about soccer. Well, guess who's doing it? Exactly. So yeah. that's it. We just yeah, hope that it. there's a lot of people saying the same thing who are nowhere near as entertaining as us, who have a <laughs> lot of time to listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos. All right. Yeah, we. I'm, look, there's. Uh, if if Justin Bieber can get nine billion views on 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 his music videos, we can get we can get a couple hundred thousand, right? That's right. Possible. How about let's have a couple hundred? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a reasonable request, right? That's everybody. not too much. Maybe um, maybe you and I should adopt the old Bieber haircut, the old swoop. Oh yeah, we should consider it. <laughs> right. At least. <laughs> Whatever, you know, that sort of that, that bucket, uh, you know, yes, like the bucket kind of bangs. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else to call it. Is the, you know, uh, the fuck boy fresh. Was that 
<laughs> is that allowed? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, that's a good. Uh, that never had a, it. Never had a title that haircut, but I think that's the that's a, that's the perfect one. Well, you're welcome for naming it. You know us. We got our finger on the pulse of society. Yeah. So, um, in uh, some other MLS stuff, look, the season's coming up. What in about uh, what ten days? Yeah, this is it. The season begins. Oh boy, I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked, man. The, uh, the, obviously, the season opens up with uh, Minnesota United against who they're playing. Uh, I forget what they're playing for. Oh, the Timbers. Yeah, the Timbers. Uh, uh, so that, but that's so that's gonna be big. Uh, it, like all the obviously in, in the preseason, the now we're starting to see the starters kind of come together. They, they're still even some like uh, very late additions that uh, I, I'm I'm generally worried about a lot of teams because they are making they're making uh, uh, changes or getting additions very late, uh, you know, in very late in the preseason. And I think it's going to take about a month for most teams to even figure themselves out. Yeah. And this is the thing about MLS. Probably one of the things that's exciting and frustrating at the same time is that every season you sort of begin again. You know, you don't really um, you don't really build on what happened last year. So if you think about it, two years ago, Columbus I'm uh, not Columbus. I'm sorry. Or you could even take Columbus as an example. But two years ago, you had Colorado Rapids, one of the worst teams in the league. Last year, yeah. one of the best teams in the league, right? So when you think to yourself, how are they going to do this year? Your mind would say, well, they're obviously going to build on what happened last year and blah, blah, blah. That They could be one of the worst clubs in the league or they could be a middle club. You know, you look yeah. at a team like, you know, you look at a team like uh, like Columbus Crew, you know, f- went to the final, could barely, it didn't make the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, frankly, you know, I, I, I think one of the... I would say the, the the one team that when I think of uh, stability uh, is really probably the Red Bulls. I, I I'm trying to think of other teams that where look, Seattle, Seattle, yeah. Uh, I mean, la- last year was obviously kind of a wacky. Season. Last year was I think last year was probably their worst year, and they end up winning the MLS Cup. The Cup, yeah. They need to have more bad seasons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're one of their fans, <laughs> it's weird to like. Think of that season as a failure, right? Yeah, but I, it also kind of goes to show what it takes to win the MLS Cup. It's not about, and, and you know, if you're FC Dallas, who are the picture of consistency and, you know, are doing everything right. If this was a regular soccer league, uh, they would clearly be uh, the top. But, you know, it's not about being good all year. It's about being good for most of the year to get yourself in the playoff in the playoffs and then being hot at the right moment, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you look at teams like the, you know, the club that you and I both love, uh, New York city football club, uh, you know, they've added a lot of pieces. You know, one of the things that we've seen is some of these playmaking, uh, you know, uh, DPs, you know, the guys yeah. that can put people in the right place, you yeah, know, so- is, is someone like a Maxi Morales? Is that, do you think he's going to put, you know, people are saying that that's NYCFC's Javinko. Is yeah, it just because I mean, they're both very short? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, he, he might be shorter than Javinko. I didn't know that was like, uh, allowed without like confirming that he's not a minor. Right, right. Uh, His parents are chasing him around the pitch. <laughs> no, no, they just have to be here. 
they have to be here legally. It's it's MLS rules. Uh, you know, the parents he had, he had to sign a permission slip to play in every game. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he he's probably a a, a little bit of a, a concern. As, well, watching, I, it's it's obviously it's hard to judge in the preseason. You know, watching the the, the last preseason match NYCFC against the the Dynamo. Uh, they seem like there's uh there's going to be a lot of adjustment. They, I mean, NYCFC is based the whole roster is basically turned over, uh, and I'm uh as a as a fan, I'm a little concerned that NYCFC is going to have that uh, flip flop season. I think they're I think they're gonna I'm like scared that they're not even going to make the playoffs this year. See, I disagree. I think this is the, I feel like they've gotten even better. And again, you know, uh, you know, I look at I look at the way the club is made up and I think to myself, what are some of the things that was missing last year? Um, you know, uh, stability in the back line. I'm not sure if that was handled. Uh, maybe someone uh, protecting the back line. I don't think Bravo was the answer. It uh, looks like these guys like Rodney Wallace. Some of these guys are adding a bit more defensive guile. Um which, by the way, Rodney Wallace, uh, that's a Costa Rican dude. That's right. Him and Matarita are going to be basically what? On both? Uh, yeah. This is also. Yeah, but by the way, Ronald Matarita. Yeah, that makes sense. Rodney Wallace. Rodney Wallace sounds like an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like a Costa Rican. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Rodney Wallace and Barnes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> They have a great jingle. Uh, they'll be fine. <laughs> but no. It's Wallace, Throman, Iglesen. <laughs> but I speak, this, there's a, NYCFC, there's a, uh, an odd thing going on because, like, they, yeah, they re-signed R.J. Allen, right? They, as far as uh, um, the, what the back line is going to look like, uh, you know, who's going to get the start? Rodney Wallace won the, won the, you know the MLS Cup with Portland in 2015. Yeah, uh, he's a, a a quality, you know, veteran MLS guy. So I think it's going to add to a lot of competition to, to who gets those uh, starting spots. They also got uh, what is that dude? Cayens, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they got the what is it, Federico Cayens or something like that. They got this dude Cayens. There's just a lot of you know you don't see this as much with other clubs. You know, probably the one club I think that has made the most additions, um, and and they went out and got veteran MLS guys that I think we all look at as proven winners, even though they haven't really won many cups or at least one of them hasn't, is the Chicago Fire. Yeah, you know they went out yeah. and got Juninho and they went out and got Dax McCarty. I, you know, I mean, look. At the very least, I'm sure part of their decision-making for that trade for Dax was saying, well, this dude's going to come in here pissed. And you want him playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, there's a... Yeah, I mean, it's basically... He's trying to show his ex that he can still flex a little bit. You know? Right? Like, yo, he sees his ex like on Instagram, you know what I mean? And it was like, yo, I need to, I need to step my game up. I need to get new kicks or whatever just so she know I'm still doing good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think the, the, the Fire are going to have the probably the toughest time kind of, uh, I don't know, rebuilding. They, they were very, very bad last year. Uh, I can't... But, but you forget they showed some signs... Towards the end of that season, they got guys like Solignac, 
And uh, who's the who's the uh, who's that dude that they brought in? Who's that uh, European dude? I can't remember I the name. I don't want to disturb the uh, the recording computer right now to look it up. But they showed some signs <laughs> towards the latter end of that season uh, that you know that they had some real power moving forward. They still got Icom. You know what I mean? That's right. I mean, uh, dude. And the hope is that they, you know, they uh, uh, capitalize on 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 using Icom for as long as he's there. Because if they if he's if they're still so bad, I, I can't imagine him being there after you know next season. Yeah, and especially if he's getting offers, you know, I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta be able. But I'm sure you know signing free agents or you know looking at you know players in trade, he's a commodity. You know, the, like if you're a midfielder of Juninho or Dax McCarty's level, uh, you would say, look, you'll be you'll be passing to a guy who can break anyone with speed on the wing. So, you know, they, they do have some signs. And that's the thing that's probably the most frustrating about reviewing some of these clubs up front in the preseason is you've got some incredible talent across the board. It's just which one of them is going to, you know, which one of these clubs is going to develop that chemistry, which I think becomes so important. And I think no, nothing highlights that more than uh, the winners of the last MLS Cup, because to win an MLS Cup without a shot on goal, you have to be a very well, uh, you know, sort of organized and disciplined club. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah, even just phrasing it that way, like winning an MLS Cup without a shot on goal sounds like some like... Uh, a judo kind of move where you don't like you know you, you did it on purpose <laughs> yeah <laughs> where you like you defeat the enemy before they even throw the first punch right right one of those weird like proverbs <laughs> yeah 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 it's like page eight in the art of war <laughs> but uh which by the way if if cooligans fc ever makes it to the u.s open cup my suggestion is, or my, I would be, I would reveal the future right now by saying, if you ever won a match, it would be without a shot on goal. <laughs> that's, that's right. I mean, it would, it, we would only win a match if there was uh, like gunshots on goal, not actual shots on goal. <laughs> oh. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I thought my joke bombed. No, it did. Um, but I was also, <laughs> oh, okay. I was also coughing away from the microphone. <laughs> so all of that collided at the same time. <laughs> Oh, that made me feel great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, another thing I want to mention: uh, former NYCFC player Patrick Mullins, the you know the the, the backup uh, uh, striker who, who originally came from the New England Revolution, uh, he was uh, traded away to DC United. Just uh, but also, uh, can we just say he bodied at DC? That dude right. bodied at DC. I mean, what would he have like a hat trick in two of the yeah, first he, three he matches? Was, yeah, Patrick Mullins was Dax McCarty before Dax McCarty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, yo, if you, we didn't have, if, if NYCFC didn't have David Villa, yo, Patrick Mullins gets a lot of burn. Exactly. But you yeah, can't, but you yeah. can't put Mullins in when you got Villa. You just can't do it. You got to exactly. put wingers around him. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so but, but it is some good news for him. I mean, um, and it's nice to hear uh, of of some MLS players uh, earning that that bigger paycheck and uh he was originally earning like uh what i think ninety six thousand dollars a season uh and now it's bumping up to two hundred and fifty thousand. so uh he's he's played his way into that contract so that's a good sign for, uh, for him two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year yeah i can't I mean, it's not it's not it's not mixed discarude money for not playing at all but it's something 
which, you know, again, we're both open for. I know we've said this before, but if you're willing to pay Mix Discaroo to do nothing besides look pretty, yo, me and Christian will take half that money. And I guarantee you we look twice as pretty because we will work at it. Exactly. It'll be a bang for your buck. I promise. A hundred percent. Ah, and just think of the craft services. We would make sure it is so good. How about how about this? $250,000 ball boys. Okay? We will bring we will maybe tell a little joke, maybe say something humorous uh while while the opposing team is taking a corner. Oh, we'll be we'll be riffing and making sure that they're <laughs> giggling a little bit, really get them off their game. Exactly. Maybe even tickle them a little bit before they take the corner. Oh God, you have no idea. We would we would revolutionize the way the game is played, and for a mere two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, you know. And I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, kind of force the issue. But we can also New England revolutionize uh, the whole thing. So you know, I don't know if any team uh, loves puns, but we could we could make it work. Oh yeah, you know, you could hire us. <laughs> who I don't care who hires us. We'll go to Minnesota. <laughs> Uh, you know, and it does get cold in Minnesota. Yes, it does. Uh, it does, as Lil Yachty always says. Uh, all, you know, also uh, the Philadelphia Union. Uh, this was kind of uh, this is pretty funny. All the, and this was uh, sent to us by our boy Igor, uh, a, a big Portland Timbers fan. At, at, what was that noise? Sorry, that was noise? that was my uh, microphone. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. We use some really cheap boom arms here on Cooligans. Um, that sounded like a like a a, a, a squeaky door in a, in a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It may be that as well. Uh, I'm sure these microphones are haunted by much better podcasters. <laughs> so um, uh, Igor, he, he sent us this story uh, uh, last week about the Philadelphia Union. So Igor... He's a big Portland Timbers fan. Uh, I- Igor Mortis, uh, 13, I believe, is his, is his handle. Another one uh, of our day ones, by the way. Another one, exactly. And uh, he he told us uh, about a... So he's also... He's a tattoo artist. And and he sent us a, a story from the from the Philadelphia Union who were who put out like... I don't, I don't even know. This might have been like on, on LinkedIn, for all I know. They, they, they put out a, a, you know, a job request for a tattoo artist to officially work with the team. Yeah. This isn't some Craigslist ad. No, it's not the Craigslist ad. Yeah, I mean, you don't want some sketchy not, ass <laughs> tattoo I mean, artist. It does look like it could be on a Craigslist ad. Like, like, uh, you know, an MLS team looking for a tattoo artist. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. I'm going to go get fellatio from whoever this is. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is some old back page ad. So wait, so I'm a tattoo artist and I'm going to get paid in roses? I don't get it. I'm very confused. <laughs> Sounds tempting. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, this is kind of interesting because, you know, every, um, I, I guess, you know, every every team has their own uh, strategy for like uh, when it comes to marketing or whatever. I, I, I'm just trying to think of what is the, the benefit to having a team tattoo artist. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, you know, this seems to me like marketing research gone wrong, you know, <laughs> right? They're like, what are the kids like? Ah, you know, and, you know, athletes are into tattoos and, and athletes with tattoos look edgier and soccer needs to be edgier. And how do we, you know, how do we associate ourselves with, you know, Philadelphia culture and and here we are now where we're hiring. I mean, the least cool thing you could do 
is have a staff tattoo member. I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, look, they, they they basically are saying uh, that they're looking for either one tattoo artist or a um, or a team of people that can like uh, you know that that can ensure the sort of the quality for for uh, of the tattoos for their players. Um, but it 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 is mildly uh, fascinating as to like. Are we like because look right in um in in the uh, what is in NBA they had it there was a moment where I, I think Allen Iverson was like the, the the main one who started getting sleeve tattoos and then they started uh, forcing him to like cover them up or wear like a a, a sleeve to cover everything he was wearing uh, so it, it it seems like if you get a team tattoo artist you're sort of limiting you know i i feel like there's going to be a, a red tape when it comes to like uh, if they want uh, to get a tattoo of i don't know some girl that their first love like naked lying on a bed of roses or something like that then they're going to be like well no the team tattoo artist can't do something like that i, I it just seems like there's there's right it's going to be like it's got to have to be family friendly so yeah, how about yeah. a fully clothed woman reading the bible <laughs> On a bed of pamphlets for children's aid. And they're like, oh. How about this? Dora the Explorer uh, holding a baby. Yeah. Seems fine. I think everyone agrees, right? The board the board is like, well, we're paying this artist. So, yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm not so worried about that as I am just like the fucking 16-year-old kid from like a wholesome town who all of a sudden is completely covered in tattoos, even on his face. It's like says music, yeah. music is my life on his forehead, <laughs> you know, has a, has a, looks like, looks like 21 Savage, you know, <laughs> he's just yeah. like, I don't know, yeah. man, I got bored one day and he was yeah. there. It's like all of a sudden the, the, what, you know, one of the rookies is running a trap house out of the floor of the <laughs> yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your coach <laughs> is holding, your coach has a, has a styrofoam cup and he's, <laughs> and he's like, everything going to be all right. <laughs> your goalkeepers um, are playing dice. <laughs> Look, who knows if this, uh, you know, what effect it'll have or how it'll work, or if, it, if you know, if all of a sudden uh, Bedoya is on the cover of like Ink magazine or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. I don't know. Like, it could be. Look, with tattoo culture is obviously, you know, I don't have tattoos. You don't have any tattoos. Uh, you know, I haven't seen your lower back yet, but uh, no. Other than that, <laughs> I have a I have a big sign that says "Aim Lower." <laughs> no, I got no tattoos. I keloid. Do you oh, know what? That's right, that's right. Do you know what that is? You know what that is, yes, right? I know what that. Is. Yeah, yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know, that's your skin bubbles when it scars, and it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I found that out uh, removing a uh, like a weird mole or something. And uh, the first thing the lady said to me was like, "Well, guess you can never get tattooed." And she walked out of the room. I'm like, "Well, thanks for making that decision for me." Sure. <laughs> Were were you uh were you disappointed about that? You know what I I'm one of those dudes that was like if I ever get a tattoo and I thought of like you know the hundred different things I would do, uh but in the end I uh I, I never decided on what I wanted to get and I don't have one and I'm sure if I ever get one it'll either be the dumbest moment and I'm just deciding to do it in like a fun thing or it'll be like this long thought out thing. In other words, I'm never gonna get one. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Well, you disappointed Igor because he uh, he would he would love to tattoo uh, a Portland Timbers logo right on your chest. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That's he would have to have full approval from my wife, which I can promise him would be much harder than that entire tattoo. Uh, and I, I will tell you this: as far as I may not be getting a tattoo, who knows if you're going to get one or not? Uh, but we are happy to announce. That we as Cooligans have also put out a search to have our own tattoo artist, and oh. we've decided Igor is it. Yeah. <laughs> Igor. <laughs> Round of applause. Congratulations, Igor. You are now officially our Cooligans tattoo artist. Uh, right. So if anybody wants a Cooligans tattoo, you got to go to Portland and visit our dude, <laughs> Igor Mortis. That's right. And he will only uh, tattoo Cooligan logo teardrop tattoos on your face. That's uh, it. That's the only thing. Uh, we offer at the moment. Um, and that's one for every body you've ever caught, and body you ever caught is trophies you've won. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Instead of instead of uh, uh, you know stitching a star over the Portland Timbers, we don't play all that. Cool, it should be a Cooligans logo uh, to signify each championship. One hundred percent. So yeah, how long how long have we been doing this already, Alexis? Uh, this has been forty four minutes. Oh my god! Look, you're you're out of it. You're very sick. I don't want to keep you uh, any longer. Uh, we, you know, we'll be back uh, the following week with a, a bigger episode uh, once uh, you know Alexis has uh, taken all the medication he needs. Uh, right, fully recovered from this vocal Ebola. <laughs> that's right. Uh, vocal. That's a that's that's a rapper I listen to. Vocal Ebola. <laughs> vocal Ebola. <laughs> Better than young Ebola. Oh, that guy's <laughs> career fizzled out. Exactly. Big disappointment. I've, high expectations. Obviously, <laughs> he had to live up to, uh, you know, big Ebola. Uh, right, notor- yeah. n- notorious B.I.G. Ebola. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. So, <laughs> um, but we will have a, a you know, a, a full episode uh, next week. Uh, and, and obviously, that'll be the week before uh, the MLS season begins. Uh, and hopefully, uh, we might have, uh, we're praying, uh, we might have a really big, uh, fun episode, maybe an interview with somebody, maybe, who knows if we can get in touch with him. You maybe. Know, you know, I'm talking to, you know, so it's we'll a see. big surprise, but hopefully it's you guys a, are listening. We'll um, so, and, uh, you know, for those of you who also watch our YouTube, uh, we won't have a FIFA the news this Friday, but we are giving you guys another video. Uh, this Friday, a little something. Uh, you know, we weren't able to be together uh, today to record another FIFA the news, uh, but we got another one coming to you next Friday. But don't worry, this Friday we have a video coming uh, to make sure that we keep with the consistency because we want to keep feeding you guys uh, some entertainment. Exactly. Also, we put out a video uh, and we mentioned it uh, the week prior about our, our MLS fantasy season that we were partnering with on the volley apparel and roughneck scarves so uh also the, the winner of, the, of our the cooligans mls fantasy will be getting a hundred dollars plus gear from on the volley apparel and roughneck scarves so uh, make sure you join that really exciting very proud to say we already have about 52 players that's incredible ready. 52 people signed up. Uh, this might be the most of any MLS league ever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know, uh, using alternative facts to state that, but it feels right. Right. It does feel like the Trump, a Trump thing. <laughs> this is, as we now know, the greatest uh, number of people that have ever signed up. And if you don't yes. believe me, it's because you don't realize that the, there's grass coverings and a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> So this is this is exciting. So if uh, if you're already joined up, 
make sure also for the people who already joined, make sure uh, you email us and let us know uh, who you are. That's all. That's the one thing, because we don't know who everyone is. Right. We have no clue who you people are. <laughs> we won't be able to, to contact the winner uh, of the of the of the league. So when that happens, so, if, you know, you don't have to do it immediately. But throughout the year, especially if you're like in the top, you see yourself in like the top 10. Hit us up because we need to know who you are. Yeah. Make yourself known. You make know, known. talk to us. Yeah. And, and you know, and we're going to be doing updates uh, about the MLS uh, fantasy season. So make sure you listen to this podcast. Make sure you uh, subscribe to our our email, and uh, and you you can stay in the loop of all that stuff. Absolutely, and we got some fun stuff even with the um, even with the fantasy uh, dialed up for you guys. Uh, hopefully, we'll be having some reviews uh, from a friend of ours, uh, and then just some cool stuff happening. So um, yeah, thanks for listening, uh, and we got some other stuff lined up for you, and we can't. Um, tell you enough to make sure you and all your friends listen next week because it's going to be a crazy episode if we can get it all dialed up exactly right. Exactly. Uh, so again, uh, all the way from the other side of Brooklyn, uh, my name is Christian Polanco. And from my home, which is now basically a triage center, Alexis <laughs> Guerreros. And together we are the Cooligans!